Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What's going on, Thunder fans? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. everybody to the latest episode of the topic thunder podcast i am your host dylan hunsinger at thunder chats coming to you from the great state of kentucky and i am joined today by my boy steven dolan in seattle steve how's it going hey it's going great man i'm very excited to learn some things and to to give our podcast listeners a little bit of education because this is this is stuff that we're going to be talking about a lot in the upcoming off season so it's nice that we're all going to be kind of on the same page so we don't sound dumb and so our podcast listeners know what we're talking about. So this is exciting. Let's do it. And if there's one thing I'm good at, it's sounding dumb. <laughs> Without further ado, though, joining us today, he is a salary cap expert, a CBA connoisseur, a statistics savant. You can find his work at dailythunder.com and find him on Twitter at Birdright, NBA. He is the Sultan of Stat, the Colossus of Cap, the great Brandon Dino. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man who graciously, without any mention of his birthday, accepted to come on his on the podcast, David Brandon. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if I can live up to that billing. That's that's quite something. But yeah, we get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we do around here, man. We uh, you know, we, we build you up, we we get you ready at the very beginning. But uh, All like right, I said, man, happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's your birthday, and you're spending at least part of it with us. We're so flattered. Um, to to the listener, FYI, we're recording this on Thursday, so that is his birthday. You might not hear it until Sunday, but his birthday <laughs> was on Thursday. So go go hit him up at Bird Rights NBA, and wish him a happy one. Happy belated, of course. <laughs> All right, David. So uh, whenever we have somebody on here, we like to ask them a couple questions. Just kind of peel back the curtain, let the audience, the listeners try to get to know you a little bit before we jump into the, uh, you know, the good stuff talk shop. All right. So first question I got here. This is easy. How did you become a Thunder fan? Well, it's kind of interesting because I actually wasn't even a sports fan at all uh, for a long time when I was younger, like a lot of kids kind of start out and they're yeah. into sports. I mean, I was a homeschool kid. I was an academic and I was never into sports until, I mean, I started getting into basketball in my teen years just a little bit. And then I was a very casual Thunder fan when they came to town, just cause I'm from OKC. But when I got out of college, I wound up watching the finals with my dad and I was hooked instantly. Yeah. Um, that was in 2012. I got out of college and, and basically like moved back into the house, right like during that 2012 run and from was that, that the Miami and San Antonio crazy one yeah and that was yeah. the one where they lost in the finals to Miami right right with the with the Ray Allen shot right uh no the thunder no, 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 no. when the thunder is oh when the thunder, thunder lost the thunder. okay okay yeah. my mistake yeah. yeah 
You're right. So the Thunder were in the finals, and so my dad and I just spent the entire, like, that entire playoff run just sitting on the couch watching the series. And so, yeah, I got hooked, you know, because I'd been into basketball a bit before that and kind of like a casual fan. And then, like, after that, I got into it really deep. So, yep. Absolutely, man. I mean, a young team, promising young team. A lot of people said they got there too, or, you know, early by their standards. So, it's easy to get hooked on them at that point. But, I mean, there's one thing to get hooked on them, be a fan, and to become a writer and get to write about them. How did you get started writing for Daily Thunder? Well, actually, um, I wound up through some other avenues talking to a guy named Keith Smith. I don't know how many people know him, but he, he breaks some news on Twitter. He does a lot of, like, reporting and that sort of thing. He's based out of Orlando, does a lot of Celtics stuff. And he told me, he's like, hey, you know your stuff on some of this. Like, you should write. And so I, he got me in contact with a guy named Adam Joseph, who ran a site that only lasted like a year or so. It was called 16 Wins a Ring. Mm-hmm. I edited there. I wrote there. Um, I did a bunch of stuff over there. Um, then it folded. And I wound up, I think actually, i got to get the timeline straight on this. I think Weston Shepard, who runs Daily Thunder now, had asked me before, but I was still busy with 16 at that time. I'm unclear about the timeline. It's It's been a minute, but either Western, Weston contacted me or I contacted him at that point uh, about writing for Daily Thunder. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I've only written a couple of pieces over there. I put together a bunch of stuff last season, um, kind of like pulling from other writers saying like, hey, here's a preview of what the Thunder are doing from people who, I mean, what the Thunder's opponents are doing from the other team's perspective. Yeah. I did a lot of that. I haven't done much this season. Um, I was going to do something if they traded during the, uh, the mid season trade, uh, deadline, but mm-hmm. they didn't. So yeah, but I'm definitely going to get back in contact with Weston and see if I can put something up there, uh, for the off season. Cause it's going to be a big one. Yes, sir. And that's, and we're, we're definitely going to get into a lot of that. And yeah, I, I think, a lot of fans were like you and wishing something happened during that trade deadline. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, what first piqued your interest about the salary cap slash CBA? Well, I've always been fascinated by team building as a concept, like not just in basketball, but in terms of like everything, you know, like business and I mean, sports is just an extension of that. And so I started talking with some people about like, oh, hey, what could the Thunder do, you know, here and there to improve the team and started giving ideas. And they're like, well, this won't work because of this and this won't work because of this and this won't work because of this. And I was like, oh, okay. so there's a whole lot of rules to this that I didn't know. So I just jumped into the CBA and was like, well, I'm going to learn this because not a lot of people know it. And Mm -hmm. I want to know, like, what goes into building a team. Uh, John Hamm. Uh, if you know John Hamm, he yep. was gracious enough to give me some help along that process. Um, I asked him to review a couple of things, and he was very nice about helping somebody who he didn't know from Adam. Um, but yeah, it, that's kind of how I got into it. And then I just spent I, – I actually moderate over at the Real GM Trades and Transactions Forum as well. Uh, so I've been doing that for a couple of years now, and that's where like a lot of people will do a bunch of this fake trade stuff. Mm-hmm. And kind of go through, like, what do teams want? What are they looking for? Does it work with the CBA? And so I wound up talking to a lot of people over there, too, and kind of honing that as well. 
Nice. So, I mean, a real GM, you've probably been through the ringer of, like, every fake trade imaginable. Every fake trade imaginable. Yeah, there's a cycle. So, like, after after each team loses in the playoffs, especially yeah. bad loss, you get, like, eight trades for the main guys on that team. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually tweeted whenever we got eliminated, and I said, oh, now we get to see all these uh, trade machine screenshots on the timeline again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of them got sent to me. Well, hey, speaking of main players, uh, you know, just just a couple quick nuggets before we get into the number crunching here. Uh, Russ and PG, it was announced that they are going to have to have both have surgery. Paul George is getting his shoulder repaired surgically, and he is also getting something done to his knee. No, Paul George, no. both shoulders. Yeah, both, both shoulders. shoulders. Both shoulders. He's not going to be able to feed himself. He's not going to be able to, like, definitely not go fishing. I'm worried. Oh. I'm worried about how his bathroom activities are going to go. It's gonna, it's going to be a challenge. He's having surgery on both his shoulders. Like, what? How is Gives his life? His gonna wife be? a medal. <laughs> oh, he'll hire somebody. He's got... <laughs> team morales looking low. No fishing for Paul George. All right, and then Russ is having surgery on his hand or his finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both, yes. Yeah, that okay. left, I think it was his ring finger that he had wrapped up for I the whole I think that's playoffs. right, yeah. I think so, yeah. In his that's knee? That's in his left hand. And yeah, he's having and a procedure knee. done on his right knee, which... PRP. I kind of I I think it's the PRP injection. He's just having it at a different time this year. But it could be PRP. It could, it could be. be debridement as well. Because uh, sure. sometimes, like... Is that how you say it? Debridement? Yeah. But yeah, like when they go in and clean out like stuff in your knee. There's a lot yeah. of players get that. Yeah, it could be that. Um, I don't feel like either of those would be that serious. Uh, a PRP less so than debridement, right? That's just like a, that's very non-invasive. There's just like a syringe involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it was like a legit quote-unquote surgery. Like some people are kind of freaking out about. Like he's having so many surgeries on that knee. He's not having anything repaired. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I do think it's notable in that, like, going into every offseason and having surgery or PRP or whatever is not, like, something that you're excited about. Right. Exactly. Especially for a guy who's as reliant on his athleticism as Westbrook has been. But, you know, it could be worse. Yeah, you're not doing it when you're 22. But, no. but maybe it's not a signal that, like, his knee's about to fall apart. You know, like maybe we can say that. Yeah, it is fair. It is fair to wonder like how many good years Westbrook has left in him as this sort of player. Um, sure, because, and I, because you are seeing more oh. of that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, and it's, sure, and I think that when he signed that five-year contract at the Super Duper Max, I think that if you had asked any reasonable Thunder fan to be honest about it, we would have expected like a year or two at the back end where it's not going to be great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But it's just something you have to do. And it's something that you, it's something that I'm happy to give him is, is that year or two at the back end where, where we're just like reminiscing about the glory days, <laughs> the post Achilles Kobe years. Yes. Yes, exactly. Hopefully not quite that bad. Yeah. Hopefully but. not. So my last thing on the surgeries before we get into the number crunching, I could tell Steven's chomping at the bit. He's just 
He's mentioning champing. contract jargon as much as <laughs> oh, champing, yeah. Um, what is okay? If you could, uh, we talked about the bad of the surgeries. What is good about these surgeries? They're done. I yes. mean, like <laughs> they're done now. Really? Yes, because like uh, if you if you got. I mean, it's still questionable whether Paul George is going to be back by start of training camp. I don't think he will be. Um, we spent Robertson spent the entire year being like, is he coming back? Is he not coming back? Um, and then re-injuring himself a couple times. I mean, Russ last year like came in and you could tell there was rust on him when he came into the season. Now at least he'll have some time before training camp to get his feet back under him. I think it'll be good like that they've gotten it done early. Um but yeah, that's it. I mean, you never want to have surgery, but if they're going to have it, going out early and then doing it now is better than the alternative. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, about Paul being ready by the start of the season, I mean, he's going to be walking around with no arms the entire summer. So <laughs> just uh, th- there you go, Thunder fans, for that, for that visual. Let's see. Maddie sent us a, an image of, <clears throat> of the tendon that paul george had repaired which is called a supraspinatus tendon and i don't the the one he showed us it looks like a complete entire tear where the where the 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 shoulder joint is kind of hanging loose from the collarbone and i don't think it was i don't think we can say it was quite that bad but it really does like look it 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 explains a lot the taping job that paul george had yeah. which looked like it was kind of lifting the yep. arm up into the shoulder socket. And if it's even a partial tear of that, I mean, it looks pretty serious. I've had a few followers on Twitter tell me that they've had a similar surgery or at least one involving their rotator cuff and that it is a multi, multi-month surgery. So I do think that the fact that they volunteered, he's going to be out at least the beginning of training camp, which only, like, how much window does that give until the start of the season like a week or two uh, a couple weeks it's not much yeah right so uh, well it might be more than that i don't i guess because you have training camp and then you have the preseason training camp and preseason so yeah you got a little time okay so but with it with them already volunteering that it'll be kind of cutting it close i wouldn't be surprised if he misses a few games at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. but like you said it's just good it's done now like they did it first thing. So we're going to maximize the number of games that we get from Paul George and from Russell Westbrook at the start of next season. MVPG. One hopes. All right. Hey, that was looking good. But Dylan, I, I don't know if we've talked about this since, uh, since the season ended, but before the season, you wrote an article on now uh, that's thunderbasketball.com calling that Paul George would win the, MVP and you were looking pretty good through three quarters of the season. So I'm sorry it fell apart, but that that was still a pretty bold and accurate call by you. Like I'll give you some props on that. I appreciate it. Um, that's uh that's why Paul George's shoulder is a sore subject around here. So let's let's move on to what you're excited for the number crunching. <laughs> no <pun intended>. here. <laughs> yeah, the CBA. So David, before we get started, let's just uh, kind of break it down in general, before you guys just like absolutely blow my mind and leave my mouth agape. Uh, What is the current cap situation of the team as constructed? All right. So as I'm, as I'm looking at this, my expectations for the season, this, the salary sheet that I worked up for this is based on 
Marquis Morris moves on, which I'm pretty sure is going yeah. to happen based on his off season. I mean, his postseason interview. Um, Ray Felton and his and his brother's postseason comments. Yeah. <laughs> um, although the Celtics don't have a whole lot of ground to stand on right now. Anyway, <laughs> um, Ray Felton returns to the minimum. I think Noel probably opts out because I think he can get a little bit bigger role elsewhere and maybe a little more money. Um, and I think Pat Pat opts in because he he's not going to make that kind of money in free agency. Yeah. Uh, he's got a he's got a player option for uh, let me see here like around five five point seven million. Yeah, okay. Like he's not making that in free agency. Uh, so he's going to opt in. I'm pretty sure Burton and Nader are probably going to be guaranteed because it's going to be hard to, they gave like decent minutes and their minimum, you know, like you could get production from other guys for that. But so with all that off the table, we got 12 players under salary, three slots, three slots left. And there's a cap hold for the 21st pick, which would leave us with two slots to fit players into through free agency. That would be 13 players under contract, two left over. The only option that the Thunder had beyond the minimum salary to add to the players that they have through free agency is the mid-level exception. It's either minimum or mid-level exception. They don't have any other bullets in their gun. So taxpayer mid-level exception is $5.7 million, which basically is what Patrick Patterson is getting. Now, as far as the actual cap situation, you might want to sit down for this one. Um, <laughs> counting everything that they have under contract, given those parameters, they are at $152 million in salary next year. The salary cap is 109 The tax line is 132 Mm-hmm. As it stands, if the Thunder want to add any more players beyond the ones that they have under contract right now, they will pay $4.75 for every single dollar of salary they add. So let's say that minimum the Thunder are going to add two minimum salary guys, right? Possibly three. Those minimum salary guys are now mid-level exception guys. (laughs) <laughs> your mid-level exception guys are now max contract players yes that's what that means that's how much tax the thunder are paying Damn. right and just to be clear when when is that when is that calculated when is that salary number calculated because we calculated saw a lot of maneuvers of year. this year right so it's whatever yeah, so you they, have they on your bill at the lot. end of the year right yeah they cut it back by a lot this year um and they could cut it back significantly next year. It depends what happens with other teams. Uh, as it stands, I'm looking at Keith Smith's salary sheet. He has a projected space list for teams. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve teams that have space. Mm-hmm. Because this is the year that the first round of the really bad contracts come off the books. You remember that one offseason when just like everybody got paid? Jeez. It was like Evan Turner was making like s- incredibly stupid money. Like Timothy Joe Mozgov. Timothy Mozgov. You know, uh, dang. Yeah, Lol Dang. <laughs> was Batum that offseason too? I think he yes. was. Yes. 
So a lot of those contracts are coming off the books this year, which means that cap space is more available than it was. So dumping players may not be unfeasible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last se- last offseason, it was basically a no-go. There were like three teams, and somehow we still managed to to poach a little bit of that salary cap space to get rid of Mello. <laughs> yeah, which is which is well done. Well, I mean, they, they were able to... They got Schroeder back, which I'm not high on Schroeder. I know a lot of people are. I apologize to them. You're wrong. <laughs> but even so, even if you're not high on him, they managed to save, what was it, $10 million, $11 million? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, which, with which, with, more, I think. yeah, maybe 12, which with its salary cap implications, when you take tax into account, was mm-hmm. like so much savings. And all you gave up was like a, a fake first round pick or a first round pick that if you give it up is not in the lottery. So you're fine with it. Right. Yeah. So it's pretty, yeah. pretty amazing considering the lack of teams that had space last summer. Yeah. They've done good work. The problem now is that there's really like not a lot left to work with. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see, you see this with teams that have been good for a while. Um, basically like you saw it with the Cavaliers. Um, right at the end of bronze tenure there like they didn't have any way to add good impact players because they used up all their assets and they didn't have any you know cap space or exceptions to offer to players all right so in order to improve this roster um you know like you said we have the mla we have the vet minimum and we'll talk about those players that we can potentially add on those deals here here in a little bit but first, the other way that we can improve this team is through trade. <clears throat> and our Stephen Dolan has concocted a couple trades that he wants to discuss, as well as some people from Twitter has sent in some trades that we're going to discuss. So, Stephen, you had the floor, sir. Okay, so to be perfectly honest, the reason behind a couple of these trades, and, and these first two are the ones that I came up with, and I'm not gonna lie, I don't I don't hate either one of them. I, I see reasons why they might not work also. But my goal with these two trades is to kind of give you an opportunity to explain some mm-hmm. CBA mechanics. Yeah. So I've got I've got a couple kind of outside the box things that, that the Thunder have available to them this offseason that people may not have a full understanding of that I that I'd like you to kind of dig into and explain how these things work. So Okay, so this 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 first one is kind of assuming that Kawhi leaves because otherwise the Raptors aren't going to really be interested in kind of rebuilding and I think this kind of that is kind of a requirement of this one, but so the Thunder have a traded player exception which came from that Dennis Schroeder Carmelo Anthony trade that we discussed a little mm-hmm. bit earlier. It's 10.88 million dollars. So the trade that I have proposed is Dennis Schroeder, Hamadou Diallo, and the 21st pick and that traded player exception for Norman Powell from the Raptors and TJ Warren from the Suns. So maybe take us through that trade from the Raptors first, which is the TPE and what I have is the 21st pick or Diallo, whichever they want for Norman Powell. Yeah, so... The first thing people need to understand about TPEs, and I know you know this because I've gone over this with you. Like, yes, we're right. <laughs> we, we're on the same wavelength yes, here. Yes, we are. Um, but 
a TPE is not actually something... A lot of people think of a TPE as something you can add to a player to make salaries match. That is not the case. So a TPE is is basically you traded a player away and took less back in salary than you sent out. That extra part of the salary is still considered part of the trade and can be used in other trades up to a year after that point. But it's like a space that you can put a player into. It's not a thing that can be combined with another thing. It's like it's like a space that's been carved out that you can fit another player's salary into if it's smaller than that space. So if that if that makes it clear for people who don't really know what a trade uh, trade exception is, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like it's like you've you've made this trade and that trade's not actually done yet. So it's like you have this leftover space where you can just wedge yep. somebody else's player into and and act like they did it last year. Yeah, they call it a non simultaneous trade. Yes. Um. So doing Powell for that, I don't know, like. I, I think Raptors fans kind of turn on Powell a little bit this past year. And if there's anything that the uh, Raptors tend to have a lot of, it's like decent guards and wings. Uh, and Powell's maybe a little bit overpaid for his production this past year. Mm-hmm. He was good the year before. Uh, I think he'd be useful in Oklahoma City. Um, would the Raptors go for that? I think they might, actually. I think they might. It might take both 21 and Diallo, though, because I'm not mm. sure how high Diallo's value is, and I don't know. Like, next year's draft is not supposed to be a very deep one. Or, I say next year. This year's draft is not supposed to be a very right. deep one. So, the Thunder's pick is not that high. Okay, yeah. Um, 21st pick, I mean, I know, Dylan, there's some guys you like in that range. <laughs> right. But, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying about it might not be that high. And... I mean, I don't know. Personally, if we have to do both of those, I'd probably say no. But that that might be what makes it a good trade, is that both teams want a little bit more. But the problem with that trade, right, would be in that the Thunder are then taking, just, just straight taking $10 million more of salary, right? Even if you include Diallo, then yep. it's maybe $9 million more. So what, what would that do to the salary cap? <laughs> Well, the cap-wise, it doesn't affect you that much because you're already paying, the tax you know, the, the tax. tax. But the tax, uh, Norman Powell, who's about a ten million dollar player, suddenly becomes a, a forty-seven million dollar player, mm. which, to put that in perspective, is higher than Westbrook's salary in anything but the last <laughs> year of his. No, it's higher than even the option salary in the last year of his deal. To be clear, though, the player isn't getting $47 million. The team is paying $47 million. The team is paying $47 right. million. That goes into the kitty, and everybody, uh, I don't remember, actually, I think, I think it gets divvied up among the teams that are not tax-paying. Yes, I, I, think, I think that's right also. But so, that, that, that brings me to why I included the second half of this trade, which is then you turn around and do Dennis Schroeder and Patrick Patterson. And then what I have is the leftover of the 21st pick or Diallo. And then you're saying if both of them are required, maybe we have to throw in a different sweetener, which I don't even know what that would be at that point. There's not a lot left. Good luck. There's not a lot left. But maybe Phoenix just wants Schroeder, right? They have a a dearth of point guards. They famously need a point guard forever. So if you do that, then you've saved $10 million in that deal. 
and then you come out yeah. even while Phoenix and that that trade wouldn't normally work, but why is it able to work with a team like Phoenix? Oh well, yeah, because Phoenix Phoenix is going to have salary cap space if I remember right. Keith's got him projected at like over by nine, but I don't think that's going to be right by the time everything shakes out. Right. So a team that a team that with salary cap space isn't beholden to the the rules of um, sending in and bringing in. Mm-hmm. 125%. So they're free to absorb as much extra cap as, as as much extra salary as they feel like they want to up until they meet that number, right? Yeah. And there's some there's some hidden stuff that goes into that that most people don't take into account when they first start doing this, like mm-hmm. cap holds for not enough players on the roster or like cap holds for guys who are free agents. But generally like yeah, I mean I don't see anybody in here that they're going to really, you know, I mean, are they keeping Jimmer for debt and Ray Spalding, um, Kelly Oubre? Like, I don't know that they care that much about Kelly Oubre. Tyler Johnson, well, Tyler's probably going to be on their cap. But they could do it. They could do it. Okay. So, yeah, I just, and again, I don't know if that works. I don't know if Phoenix would want to take Schroeder plus $5 million um, and give us TJ Warren. I don't know that. But my point with this is to show that there are ways for the Thunder to exercise that TPE while also not increasing salary. And it's just something that I would like our listeners to keep in mind as we continue to talk about this stuff because we're going to be doing it all off season. Yep. When does that tax or when does that traded player exception expire? Give me two seconds, I'll tell you here. It's um, it's seven twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Expires seven twenty-five nineteen. There's also another one for Timothy Lawu Cabarro that expires um, on the first of next February. That's yeah. one point five mil. It's uh it's it's something that you just tend to have when you're trying to dump salary. Yep. <laughs> and those things are good for a calendar year after you create them. So the next one that I have, and this is just kind of what I intend by this trade is to illustrate how current salary versus future salary works. Um, it's also a trade I like. I, I want to do this trade. But so we have the Heat sending Justice Winslow and James Johnson to the Thunder for Dennis Schroeder and Andre Robertson and the 21st pick. And and all these pick trades, like people know that we're not allowed to trade our picks. So first, David, can you tell us when mm-hmm. we're allowed to trade our pick? And then secondly, do the Heat have a reason they would do this trade? So to your first point, there's a rule called the Stepien rule that exists in the NBA uh, that says you can only trade picks on alternating years. Like if you have a pick out already, you cannot trade the pick in the year after that. So the Thunder Mm -hmm. have a pick out for the year after this one, which means they cannot trade this year's pick. They can trade this year's pick, however, if they wait till they've drafted the player and then trade the player's rights. So if they wait till after the draft or during the draft, once they've taken their player, they can trade the rights to that player instead of trading the pick itself. And then the trade becomes legal. And a lot of times that happens kind of in the opposite order, right? Like they'll, like they'll agree to this trade with the assumption that the other yeah, team is yeah, like, take yeah. this guy for us. Cause, yeah. and, and, and that's part of the reason why, the on draft night is when this pick has the most value for the thunder which is because we can't trade it until then but after that night it's a player 
it's it's no yep. longer a draft pick. It's a concrete player. So anybody trading for it would have to like that player. Whereas on draft night, it's maybe four players or something that they may like in that range. Yeah. People always value the mystery box. Even teams, like, they mm-hmm. value the mystery box more than they do the known quantity sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So then so then the second point, is, is there a reason based on cap stuff and ta- tax implications that the Heat might be interested in doing that deal? Uh, just looking at this here, yeah, Winslow goes up to $13 million in salary. Yeah, uh, I can do this. So Winslow has 13 for three years in a row. Uh, James Johnson has 15.1 and then 15.8. Schroeder has 15 and a half two years, and then Robertson only has 10.7 for one year. Yep. So they're they're cutting like they're cutting salary down the line. Right. Yeah. They'd be cutting 28.2 million dollars of future salary. Yep. Now um, the question the question yeah. there is. Do they like Winslow better than cutting that salary? Mm-hmm. And I think they do. Yeah, um, Winslow was really good this year. He made a transition to playing kind of a point guard role, which was really interesting. Uh, he's probably in their top two, maybe three prospects at the moment. Now, they're a really, really, really expensive team who missed the playoffs in the East this year. So it's like how... You know, where, where do they want to go with that? Um, so that that's the only reason I consider it a possibility is that maybe they're like, we got to blow this thing up. And yeah. if we have to expend Winslow to get rid of. And what is that with? What is 28 million with taxes like 70? Yeah, because they're they're <laughs> actually they're a tax team next year. Yeah. So um, that's the I only mean, it's, reason it's, I consider it a possibility. Winslow is obviously the best player in that in that trade. Yeah. Without a question, yes. They're they're a low tier tax team. It's not too bad for them, I think. I'd have to look at the the tier here quick. Yeah, it's it's not bad for them, um, especially because they're not a. I don't think they're a repeater tax team, uh, so it's not so bad. But yeah, I mean, I would love that as a Thunder fan. Like mm-hmm. I love Winslow, and I've wanted James Johnson for like. I don't know, five years now, four or five years now. Um, I think they'd both slot in seamlessly to this team. They'd be awesome to have. Uh, but I just don't think the Thunder have enough to get it done. A lot depends on how you value Schroeder. Schroeder's a little hard to to get value on, but we'll see. All right. Well, whether or not that trade works out, I think we can both agree it would be great for the Thunder. And I think I think we've explored a lot of the intricacies of the cap just just based on because if if that wasn't clear, uh, the reason that that would be interesting for the Heat is that while this season the salaries match up, that's the only season they have to match. And then in the future, they'd be shedding these extra years of players because Andre Robertson is expiring. So. Just wanted to make that clear to everybody that that can sometimes be a motivation for teams to make a trade, especially teams that are in the tax, especially teams that are in the tax and aren't doing well. So I think that's been instructive. I'm I'm glad we went through that. Now I've got a couple trades that we got off of Twitter. Um, these are these are simpler, so okay. we'll go through these. Um, from the first one, the first one is from at OGS Wheel, and. I checked in this one just straight up works through the yep. through 
salaries. This is Steven Adams and Dennis Schroeder for Mike Conley and Jonas Valanciunas. That's interesting. That's um, uh, $41.3 million from OKC and $50.1 million from Memphis. So for the record, um, if I was not from OKC, I would have been a Memphis fan. Okay. I love the Grizz. Like, especially <laughs> like the grit, grind, Eric, like Tony yeah. Allen, like Marcus Saul, Mike Conley. Zach those Randolph. are my guys. Zach Randolph. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a fun team. Yeah. So I love, I love Mike Conley. Um, so like we've talked, 10 million's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but, so but like we also talked about, maybe there's a way to fix that elsewhere. So let's not just like reject it out of hand based on that 10 million increase. Right. Yeah. Like you, you could lower, you could lower it elsewhere. Like if you could find a way to dump Robertson, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, you could do that. I don't know. Uh, Valanciunas has been pretty decent this year. I mean, yeah. if you're, if you're moving Adams though, you know, I don't, I don't think they're different enough players that it makes that big a difference. Um, you know, Valanciunas is a little more polished post-score, but he's a little bit more lumbering defensively. Adams has a little more mobility. I think if they go any direction this offseason, they might be going smaller. Um, but we'll see on that. I'd love having Conley. Like, having Conley next to Westbrook, uh, it'd be a little bit of an undersized guard pairing, but not too bad. And just adding that extra guard who can shoot and who's a good defender. Um, can they do better than that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't think the I don't think the Grizzlies do that. Mainly because I think they can do better for Conley, and I think they could do better for Valanciunas too. Yeah, it's it's definitely a trade that benefits OKC just in um, the step up from Schroeder to Conley. It, I think is much That's greater massive, than the step down from massive. Adams to yeah. Valanciunas. That's a huge step. Um, the only, then then it just becomes like how eager is Memphis to get off of that Conley contract? You know, that's the other motivation that could come into play there. That's true. Uh, I mean, and and the thing with Memphis is that Memphis is a, in a very small market. Uh, I don't think people realize how small a market Memphis is, and they also um, like they usually run at a loss, according to what league finances we have. Allegedly. Um, allegedly yeah yeah you know you you take those numbers with a grain of salt always but allegedly they run at a loss i could see them wanting to shed salary but i think if they do they're probably gonna go for i mean they'll they'll cut avery bradley or they'll find a way to move chandler parsons um (laughs) chandler parsons wow um i mean he is he is expiring next year okay so there's some value there yeah, in the in the same way that we had when we had an expiring, you know, Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> well, but I think I think it might actually be a little bit more um, valuable this year because there's there's more guys that are coming up for free agency that teams are going to want to go after. Okay, uh, that's just my gut feeling on that. I don't know. It's it's always kind of hard to assign value on those before you actually hit the off season. But I think mm-hmm. expirings will have a little bit of resurgence this year. Okay. Um, so yeah, that seems like it's a, a hell yeah for OKC and a, and, and, a, a, yeah. and a maybe not for Memphis. Probably not for Memphis. Yeah, okay. Pump your brakes, kid. <laughs> Pump your brakes, kid. Okay, so the next one and the last one that we have is from at 
the PT Prophet, which is Stephen Adams and Dennis Schroeder for Otto Porter and Chris Dunn. That's Auto 41.3. That's 41.3 from OKC and 32.3 from Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Chicago is actually an interesting one because Presti has been a trade partner with Garpax for years. Like there's three or four teams that the Thunder tend to trade with Chicago's one, Denver's one, um, Boston's one. I think Utah might have been one last year. We I did checked. a lot with Orlando when they had we our did, guy. but I think that's done. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because that was. But you wonder, you wonder, you wonder if it might be done with Chicago after the campaign trade. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, And also, like, I don't think Chicago likes taking on salary, uh, Mm -hmm. because because Heinzone tends to. It's not Heinzone, sorry, um, Reinsdorf. Heinzone's the Celtics announcer. Um, Reinsdorf tends to tends to treat the Bulls as his own personal piggy bank for the team that is his true love, the baseball team. So I don't think they want to take salary on in that trade. I think they like Otto Porter, honestly. And I would like Otto Porter if I was them too. I yeah. do think there might be a framework to be worked out with Chicago. I don't think it's that one. Uh, but I think that the Thunder might, I would watch Chicago as a trade partner because I do think that they could possibly work something out. Okay. Yeah, I th- I, th- I do think that from everything we've seen, the Bulls seem to consider Otto Porter kind of a centerpiece. Yeah. I question yep. if that's the right way to think about Otto Porter rather than him being like the third best player on a great team. But I could be wrong. I could easily was, be wrong about that. He was good. Uh, he was quite good for them at the end of the season. I mean, take end of season numbers with a grain of salt, but he was quite good. I mm-hmm. mean, if you have Levine, Porter, um, and uh Wendell Carter Jr. Like that's a pretty nice little team you got going on there. Like a nice young team. There's something um, there. And then they have a good draft pick this year. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see where it is. Yeah. I think the big takeaway from this is we just need to move heaven and earth to get Jabari Parker on our team. Right guys. <laughs> I think he's uh, available. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's more available than not. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, I think that is all the trays that we had shopped up for you. David, do you have any trays that you think would be beneficial for this team? Um, I've been workshopping the idea of Gordon Hayward for a bit. Ooh. Okay. Because Boston, I talk with a lot of Boston guys, um, you know, not like super tapped in, but guys who kind of follow the team and that sort of thing. And I do, because of the history that Sam Presti and Danny Ainge have, like a long history. It's not just like, you know, the Kendrick Perkins trade and that sort of thing, but the sort of like end of roster, like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours stuff that indicates that there's a relationship there. Mm-hmm. Um, right, I like, do this, wonder, like this Nader, this Nader trade in this Like Nader, yeah. like PJ3. Um, there's been a few like end of roster things that they've done where it's like, okay, like there's, there's a certain level of quid pro quo there. And I do wonder if they might, a lot depends on what Horford and what Kyrie Irving do. Uh, but I think there might be a framework you could work out there around Adams. Even if it took three teams, you might have a framework you could work out there. And if you did that, you could maybe like, 
I don't know. I'd, I'd like to pick up Joakim Noah as like a backup center. Uh, I don't know if he's got the wheels for a starter now. But you could probably find like a Robin Lopez or a Costa Kufus or somebody who could fill in in the middle. Um, and then, you know, have Hayward on the wing and you'd have a little bit better, a little bit more balanced team now, I guess, than you have, especially with shooting and playmaking. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if there's actually a framework to be had there. But it's interesting, and I could see it happening. Um, yeah, what else do you, was I thinking? Do you, do you think that um, Kyrie Irving staying or going would, would have a lot of impact on that? Oh, yeah. Um, Kyrie staying and Kyrie going, and also the AD trade. There's just a lot of stuff in flux with the Celtics this offseason. They've got, they've got more assets, but they've got just about as many questions about their team as the Thunder do right now. Um, whether they want to go young, whether they want to move guys, you know, uh, that sort of thing. And I do, I do wonder like Chicago's one that I mentioned, there might be something you could work around a, um, maybe bad salary for bad salary and the thunder pick up a decent young player. Um, I don't think they move one of their nice young bigs, but you know, you might could get it. I mean, Chris Dunn's not fantastic. You might could get him off that. Um, Toronto, depending on how things go, could move, you know, like a Norman Powell, as you mentioned. Um, I could see the Portland Trailblazers, too, um, depending how they do this offseason. Uh, they'd, they'd be an Adams destination. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So there's some targets. Um, I do want to make sure and make a little disclaimer here because we have quite a few listeners from down under from New Zealand and Australia. We love Stephen Adams. Disclaimer. You'll notice I didn't put him in my trades. <laughs> uh, they were in both of our Twitter trades. Yeah. And and he, it's just that he has a sizable contract and and it's a a it's a position where there may be a potential redistribution of wealth. Um, between he's the most the movable contract. He's the most movable contract. He's really good and maybe a little overpaid, but it's fine. And so we love Stephen Adams. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's where I come down on it too. Like I it's, love Stephen Adams. Yeah. But I also think that he's not if you were to move him to a team like say the Spurs where he gets more elbow touches and a few different things like that, you know, it might he might get a little bit better, you know, shine than he gets here. Or, you know, there there might be other teams that could use him better than the Thunder and the Thunder just have no shooting. And also, it's kind of like, uh, I don't follow the NFL that well. Is it running backs that are kind of the devalued position right now? Yes. Centers are the same thing for the NBA. Like, good centers are a dime a dozen. And maybe you can't get somebody who does what Steven Adams does, but you could get somebody who gets who does 60 or 70%, maybe 80%. I, I just want to go back to the uh, Gordon Hayward, just because I, I feel like that's that's the one that has the fans' ears perked up the most. What would a hypothetical deal for Gordon Hayward look like? A lot depends on how they value him. Um, and I don't have a good sense of that right now like i don't think anybody does because hayward's coming off a bad injury um and he's had a shaky year he makes 32 million dollars next year and he's not playing like a 32 million dollar player right now Mm -mm. um if you think he's gonna return to form if you're danny ainge you probably hold on to him uh uh and look for a better deal 
if you don't think he's going to return to form, you might see what you can get. Uh, if I was going to build a framework for him, it would involve Adams and probably, I mean, I think I'd, I'd throw, I think they'd take Ferguson. Um, and probably 21 as well. Uh, and then send back like, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's just hard to say, man. Like, cause I mean, it's, it has to take Adams and a filler. So it could be, it could be, um, Schroeder, which they won't want Schroeder, or it could be, um, Andre Robertson, who they might actually want. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. I was about to say they, I mean, they've got, well, Rozier, he's a free agent this year. Rozier's a free agent, and I don't know what they do with him. I think he wants, he's a Reggie Jackson. Yeah. He wants to go get his. Um, I don't know if he can. I don't know if he will, but he wants to. Um, the other option is you go for a three-team trade, you know, where one team is absorbing some salary and maybe getting a bit of compensation. Um so, you know, you do send like a Schroeder to, to Arizona and the Celtics get like a, like a TJ Warren or a Josh Jackson or something like that. Um, you know, I don't know. Three teams, a three team trade for that would be yeah. probably more likely to me than a two team. Yeah. Um, three, three teams are hard to work out and predict. Too. <laughs> yeah. But I could see, I don't know if it's a thunder, but I could see, Hey, we're getting moved. Um, if they do the AD trade, he might be part of that, but. You know, we'll see. I'd put it at a better than 50% chance Hayward gets moved this offseason. All right. And then there's something else that just popped into my mind while we're talking about the Celtics, which is a conversation that Mikey Barrow was having with lots of people on Twitter, wherein if Al Horford opts into his deal at the end of this season, he could be traded to the Thunder for a package basically starting with Steven Adams. What do you yeah. think about that? I do I love Horford. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally on board. 100%. Let's get it done. The, I, I agree one for one, but like the issue is you have him for one year and then you have to pay him when he's 33. So that, that just scares me a little bit. It's kind of like the Chris Paul situation. It's, it's almost exactly like the Chris Paul situation. I'm not saying we shouldn't do it. I'm just saying it, it yeah. scares me a little. <laughs> it is, but honestly, like at this point, you're in for a penny, in for a pound. Either you're competing mm-hmm. or you're not, you know, like either, either they're going to commit to this thing or they got to, you know, tear it back down to the studs. And I don't think they're tearing it back down to the studs. If they do, um, I mean, where's like all the goodwill that you got from, you know, Paul George wanting to stay and then Russell Westbrook staying around. Like if you tear it down to the studs, like they're not doing it. They're going for it right now. So let's so. go. Let's go Al in. Yeah. Uh, Al in. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Uh, it looks one, better in print. Yeah. One more <laughs> Always thing. Always go Horford's, uh, not backwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Gosh. Yeah, one more thing about <laughs> I Horford. I found a Kendrick he's, spirit. He's also a Billy guy. Yeah, he played He's for. He won two championships with Billy Donovan yep. in the NCAA. Yeah, so we're gonna get him before Katie left. Let's move on. Yeah, we don't want <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. Let's not talk about the <laughs> hypothetical team because I get all excited and then I remember it never happened. Speaking of hypothetical teams, David, I don't know 
how close attention you've been play you've been paying to your Twitter timeline, but two hashtags or similar hashtags have been floating around. One being hashtag OKC, which is championed by our very own at Prime Nerwins Matt Tierney. It's a great hashtag. It, it is. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> and then the other one is some variation of hashtag Come Home KD. Um. So the first question I have for you is. How would either of these scenarios happen? How does Clay Thompson end up on the Thunder? How does Kevin Ray end up on the Thunder? Okay, so the first caveat I'm going to give to this is that these are so far outside the realm of possibility <laughs> that we are in complete, like, la-la land right now. But if this were going to happen, here's a framework for how it could. Um, so you got to have Steven Adams as your main salary, or you could trade Paul George uh, for Kevin Durant. Clay Thompson, which I don't think they're going to do, but you could. So if you do that, um, Paul George, you could trade straight up. Uh, just looking at my, I've got like eight salary sheets open right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could do Paul George straight up for Kevin Durant, or you could do Adams, and um, that is if Ad- if Durant were to opt into his thirty-one-five contract next year which I don't think he's going to do because he could make more money free agency. Yeah. But if he were to opt in and if the Warriors were to like Steven Adams and if the Warriors were to like Andre Robertson or Dennis Schroeder, and if they were willing to take those guys in return for a guy that might walk in free agency and bind up their cap even more than it is because they're about to be a tax team. Um, a high they're, tax. They're, they're about to be a tax team. Well, they're <laughs> just they're tax. Well, they were they were a tax team this past year. They're about yeah. to be a tax team again, and it's dumb. yeah, no, it's it's a what they call a black swan event. What happened with the Warriors? Like it will never happen again. It's never happened before. Like just basically everything broke perfectly for them with the CBA. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you could get it done with Adams and a Schroeder, Adams and a Robertson and whatever other assets you have, like all of them, you just throw them. And I think, I think that would assume that KD has said, I'm leaving or I'm opting in and trade me to OKC. Yeah, basically that's what he'd have to do. Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson is harder because he's a free agent this off season. No options. Yep. Well, I mean, the the option that most people will say, well, you can just sign and trade him. Here's the thing <laughs> about sign and trades, though. Uh, what most people don't realize is that the team that is receiving the salary in a sign and trade, that's receiving the sign and traded player. So in this scenario, it would be the Thunder receiving Clay Thompson. They cannot be over the apron at the conclusion of the trade. That's a point... Um, and I didn't calculate that on my salary sheet because it's really, really annoying uh, to calculate. So the apron is a point. Uh, I think it's going to be about 139 or something. Yeah. Yeah. In that neighborhood. It's, it's close. It's like 6 million and then it goes up by like half a percent of the difference between the salary cap the year before and the year that it that you're calculating from it's weird but basically for what it's worth it's a point slightly over the tax line and you have to be under the apron by the time that trade is completed or you will be hard capped 
Like you cannot go over it because if you sign and trade, uh, the soft cap that the NBA has becomes a hard cap. You cannot go over that point. And the Thunder would be over that point in any Clay Thompson sign and trade, most likely. Because they can't mm. cut enough salary. Like you could dump you could dump half the roster and still not be able to clear enough salary to do it. Now, if Clay Thompson wants to come for the mini mid level exception and make five point seven million dollars a year, that'd be great. He's yeah. not gonna I don't I've been I've been trying to question this. Has any player ever taken a salary cut that big? Boogie. Uh, well, well, well <laughs> I don't know if it was complete from what he take. was expected to get right from what from what like yeah. from the maximum he sh- people thought he should get to um, that. Actually, actually, what, what what's his name? Ah, uh, AK-47 probably took uh, Andre Kirilenko. Yeah, I know. Like David West, maybe not quite that big a pick. He took a pretty big one. David West took a big one. He took like 12 or something or 16. Dirk. Yeah. Dirk. 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 Yeah, but he's we all know he's gonna be like an owner or something. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Um, They're just gonna give him part of the team. Oh, uh, who else? So yeah, it's rare. Yeah. And so uh, you're telling yeah. me there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. <laughs> all right, well, hey, we've got a bunch of different free agents that you know are gonna be free agents. Half the league is gonna be a free agent this year. Um, so we're going to jump into a game um, to kind of lift our spirits up after talking about the hypothetical teams, and it's made <laughs> us sad. So we play a game, David. This game is called Sign or Sayonara, and you could also say stop for, like, you know, the people that are just, like, hyping this guy up to sign and just say stop because it's not going to happen. For instance, yep. the first person, Clay Thompson. Stop. There yep. you go. It happening. You got the game. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> Down the list. Oh, and you can um, you can um, add as little or as much context as you want on your sign cool. sign art or stop. Sounds good. All right, so here we go. Danny Green. Um, sign. Yeah. Like, he'd be great. All right. You think he'd come for the taxpayer's mid level? Well, no. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I guess I should get more context on that. Actually, I don't know. No, he's going to make more. He's going to make more than that. Dang. That hurts my heart. All right, Wes Matthews. A sign, yeah. I mean, I don't love Wes, but I think you could get him for the mini-mid level. All right, Trevor Ariza. That's good to hear. I have him in the the unattainable category, so that's great. You might be right. You might be, uh, but I think I think his value's gone down enough to where you could probably get him. Trevor Reza. Sign. Yeah, he's been a kind of a mid-level exception guy for the last couple of years. Uh, you could probably get him. Unless you're Phoenix, and then you're just going to throw 16 mil at him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> JJ Redick. Mm, I think he still makes too much. All right. Uh, I, I'm going to add an addendum. Uh, you can say stop for if we just can't afford him. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Bohan Bogdanovich. Stop. Yeah, we can't get him. Terrence Ross. Stop. Yeah, I don't think he's going to sign for many mid-level. All right, cool. So how many of those? So what, two of them? Two of them you thought we could get? Redick and Matthews, maybe? 
not not Redick. Uh, Redick oh no, I'm uh, sorry. Ariza and Matthews. Ariza and Matthews, yeah. I think, might be gettable. That It'll be borderline. That concluded my list of the ones I think we can't afford. <laughs> okay. Like that, I felt confident. The rest of them, like I'm like maybe probably, I don't know. So. And we kick it off with Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Pope. I said Pope. <laughs> I think Pope. someone throws him a bag. Uh, stop <laughs> on that. Ah, uh, man. man, Justin Holiday. Hmm. I think you can get him. Yeah. Do you All want right. him? Sign or sayonara? Sign. I don't right. love him as a Thunder player, but you could do worse. Darius Miller. Sign. Yeah. 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 Dylan, anytime anytime <laughs> a Kentucky anytime a Kentucky Kentucky guy comes across the board, Dylan's all about it. Uh, Garrett Temple. <laughs> Uh, I think that's a, I think that's a stop. I think oh, really? just a little much. Oh, wow. I, I think that might, I, I expected well, a sayonara. <laughs> I, I love temple. So, okay. All I've right. followed the Kings the last couple of years. Uh, and he's, he's better than people give him credit for. He's kind of like a do everything guy. Like he's not great at any one thing, but he's passable mm-hmm. at a lot of different things. The master of none. Yeah. All right. Reggie Bullock. I think he makes too much. Stop. He's still young enough. I think he's still young enough that he makes a full mid-level. All right. Jeff Green. Sayonara. Oh. Is that the first one? That's the first sayonara. (laughs) Uncle Jeff. No. I love you, Uncle Jeff. I love you, Uncle Jeff, but no. <laughs> no question. If he agreed to come for the vet men, though. He came for the vet men in Cleveland, and LeBron James was barely able to make him a positive plus-minus player. He's been consistently, like, his teams have been consistently worse with him on the floor for ever. Like, Man. maybe 10 years now. Yeah. yeah, like I don't want Jeff Green. <laughs> no love for Jeff Green. Shouts to Uncle Jeff, you. but no. We still remember that bank shot against the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> you brought us perk. You brought us perk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wilson Chandler. Sign. I don't love it, but I don't think he's going to make much this offseason. Yeah, but you'll take it. Yeah, it'll continue the thunder trend of getting guys that everyone wants them to have about five years after they're washed. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, Tabo Cephalosha. Sign. You could get him for a vet min. And yeah, uh, yeah, he'd, yeah, he'd be a rotation wing on this team. He still doesn't have much offensive game, but, you know, you could do worse. And that also gives you, you know, if you got to trade Robertson, like it does give you a defensive wing to throw out there. A semblance of a defensive one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he's he's aging out now. Yeah, but he he'd play rotation. I mean, we had we had Abdel Nader playing rotation minutes on this yeah. team. Like that, that's Tabo would play. All right, Wayne Ellington. Sign. Yep, I love right. it. Tyreek Evans. <sighs> uh, 
Um, stop. I don't think he's in our price range. Also, oh, I'm surprised by this. <laughs> he I, was so wonder, bad this year. He was so bad this year. <laughs> he was really bad this year. I still think somebody's going to be like, oh, yeah, Tyreek Evans. That guy can do a little bit of everything. And Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year, Tyreek <laughs> I think if you throw him in a situation, I think he, at this point he might be sort of one of those looter and a riot players. Right, you know, yeah. Where, yeah. like, you put him on a bad team and he's going to put up, like, eye-popping numbers, but you don't really... I've heard a few back-channel things that I don't... Yeah, I don't know if I'd want Tyreek. All right. Seth All Curry. Right. Yes. Uh, but no, <laughs> we can't get him. Stop. Yes, but stop. Yes, please, but yes, stop. But stop. <laughs> I'd love Seth on this team, but he's going to make, I think he'll make full mid-level. He's had a good year uh, overall, I think. Like, I don't know if his numbers leap off the page, but uh, I think he's cemented a reputation. I think he shot like 43 or 44% from three. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. So. Shooters will get paid. I would love to have Seth Curry on the team just so every time we play a nationally televised game and any time <laughs> he makes a shot, we get to see the Curry family sitting yep. in the crowd. All right, Rodney Hood. Uh, he's. I think he's going to make a little more than we can get. Uh, boy, I don't know. Boy. So I don't actually know what I think on this one because Rodney Hood, he's been he's been rough. For a couple of years, several years now, he came on in Portland a little bit. I I just don't know. I don't know which hood is actually, and I don't know what his his reputation is with front offices. You so, sound you sound like every single coach and fan who's ever rooted or coached uh, Rodney Hood. So I think I, I think we can leave you off without giving an answer on this one. I think that's fair for <laughs> Rodney Hood. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he turns into like a semi-star player yeah. this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he winds up in Turkey playing for Galatasaray. I think like, that's fair. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know. What a name drop. <laughs> Jeremy Lamb. Stop. Yeah, He'll I think so too. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> Damari yes. Carroll. They say you uh, never know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> Damari Carroll. I think he's a. I think he's a sign. Actually, I think you could get him. I don't know that for sure. Uh, actually, while I'm thinking about it, I don't have his cap number in my head off the top of my head. Oh, he made like way too much in Brooklyn. Yeah, way, 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 way too much. Fifteen mil. Ugh. Um, <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I think you could get him for mini mid level. Uh, he's. I don't think he had a bad year, but eleven five one this year for Brooklyn, which overachieved a little bit. Shut. Thirty four percent from three. I think he's gettable. I think okay. he's gettable. Okay, we just got three more for you, Austin Rivers. This is crazy to say, but I think he's a stop. Whoa! Man. All right. <laughs> Stunner. I'm going to go out on a limb with that one. I'm going to go out on a limb there. Um, what's crazy is there's like three or four of these stops that you've given that I thought were going to be sayonaras. 
Well, Which, and yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what their reputation is necessarily like, but like Austin Rivers, they're going with Austin Rivers in crunch time minutes for the Rockets right now. Yeah. Like Austin Rivers is playing a lot at the yeah. moment. So that makes sense. He might get paid by somebody else, but for the Thunder, I think that's a no go because he just can't shoot. So that that that's just kind of conflicting priorities, you know. He's not the worst, the worst, but he's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's not yeah. on very often. <laughs> he's not right. Steph Curry. Right. Uh, two more. Mario Hazonia. Oh, sayonara. <laughs> and reminder: the Thunder. That he, according to him, the Thunder tried to get him last off season. He was very bad in New York this year. <laughs> Mario Hazania like thinks he is God's gift to mankind. Apparently, like I've heard some like basically that he just believes his self confidence is somewhere like above Kobe's. <laughs> I don't know how, but I can just imagine him walking into the first practice and and just getting pantsed by Stephen Adams. <laughs> Didn't he dunk on Giannis this year? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. This is one shining moment. Put some music behind it. It was pretty great. Okay, last one. Trey Burks. I thought it was Alec Burks. Oh, oh my. Yeah, I'm sorry. Alec Burks. I was like, okay. Alec Burks. Um, Alec Burks. Sign. Boy, All right. I... So so let's just put oh. this out there as a mark of um, thunder desperation for this kind of player. I think we got two sayonaras <laughs> among that list and that was a lot of players so uh mm-hmm. yeah we're we're pretty desperate for those kind of guys and for the record most of these guys you thought the many mid-level exception would be required do you think the thunder will use it i don't okay i really so, don't so let's hope one of those guys is available for the minute. i think you get tabo uh, you might could get Darius Miller. I don't know. Um, yeah, you might could get Miller. Maybe. Um, there's an outside possibility because of Carroll's age that you might be able to get him, but I don't know. Um, Brooklyn, I think, is a little bit of a mirage with some of the back end rotation guys. Uh, is there anybody else that jumps off that list to you that you could get for men? Because I'm thought there was more. Mm. Wilson Chandler, maybe. Alec Burks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where to put Burks at. Um, I think Wilson Chandler might be to the point where you could possibly get him for a vetman. He was not very good for Philly this year. Um, well, okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and I know Dylan will co-sign this for me, but I had Darius Miller pretty high on my list already, just because yeah. of his, just because of his positionality and his three-point shooting. Um, so, considering that you think the Thunder might be relegated to the people who are willing to sign for a vet minimum and you think Darius Miller is potentially one of those players, I think we can crown him as our prime free agency target. Congratulations, Darius Miller. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> this is what it's like to be a capped out team, guys. <laughs> All right. So David, before we get into our, our last little game, just kind of wrap up everything. Um, who of these players in the combination of likely they can sign and who you want to sign who who is your prime target hmm in terms of what i'm looking for for the thunder shooting's the number one thing playmaking is the number two thing 
probably defense would be third. It's important, but not as because you need a shooter. Um, given that, if I'd, I'd go hard after Seth Curry and pray I could get him for the mini mid level, and I'd go hard after Wayne Ellington and pray I could get him for the mini mid level. Um, if I were Sam Presti and if I can cut salary, all those caveats. Um, and honestly, like they got to do some work on the margins and through the D league or G league. Now, I guess it is and use their two way slots as much as they can. Cause they got to get a guy to pop on the margins. I mean, maybe you take a look at some of the guys that have been good shooters for a while in the G league. Like, I don't know, like an Andre, uh, Engram or somebody out in South Bay or that sort of thing. Andre Ingram, the urban legend. Yeah, I mean, but like that kind of guy, you know, where he's been kicking yeah. around for a while. I mean, PJ Tucker was nowhere for a long time, and now he's like playing crunch minutes and beating up Draymond Green, you know? I'm pretty sure Danny Green was the same situation as well. Yeah. So. They've got to they nail a couple of margin signings um, and pray that the guys that they have already kind of develop. All right, man. Well, hey, we are going to get in our rapid-fire segment. Um, this is just, you know, pressure's off. We're not talking about numbers no more. Not talking players' name All anymore. Right. Just running through the life of David Brandon. So here we go. The last song you listened to. Oh, what was it? Um, uh, Tennessee Whiskey, maybe. Chris Stapleton. Oh yeah, with the Justin Timberlake. Uh, no, that's say something. I think. Oh no no no! Oh, you're talking about the YouTube yeah, one that's the like the CMAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, that one's good. Yeah. It wasn't that one though. That that that's crazy good. All right, hey, good choice. Steven's laughing. He doesn't like country music. <laughs> Chris Stapleton's great. Sorry guys. I don't care what music you like. Hey, I, don't look, I don't look down on your preference. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Kentuckian. All right. Anyways, <clears throat> uh, last movie you seen? Um, Wonder Woman. I watched it Sunday with some friends. All right. Solid movie. Last book you've read? Um, I've got like five going right now. What What's the one that... Uh, the first volume of uh, William Manchester's biography of Winston Churchill. All right. How many well, volumes are there? Three. <laughs> All right. It's in depth. Last <laughs> TV show you've seen? Um, don't laugh. Uh, it was Bongo Stray Dogs, which is an anime if you're talking like actual live action tv it was probably i was watching hannah on amazon that that amazon show uh which is not bad hey we can't be steven adams fans and scoff at you like anime, <laughs> so that's cool you're cool <laughs> all right favorite movie slash tv line or quote or phrase hmm Probably something from Napoleon Dynamite because my friends, when I was growing up, told me I sounded like him. Throw that football Gina, over the mountains. Lord. Come yeah. get some ham. Oh, I can totally see it. Nailed <laughs> <Held> it. <laughs> All so right. you're drinking 1%. Maybe because you think you're fat. You're not. You could be drinking whole. Uh, we'd like to thank our secondary guest, Napoleon Dynamite, for making an appearance on the show. <laughs> What's that line? He said, this tastes like the cow ran through an onion patch. <laughs> Do chickens have large talons? Uh, <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in like 10 years. so Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> it's still iconic, though. All right. 
when you put shoes on, which one goes on first, right or left? Uh, right, I think. All right, we respect it. Favorite color? Blue. Favorite food? Woo, thunder. Um, like everything, but probably, I don't know, pizza. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying everything but pizza. I was like, no, 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 (laughs) no. Like, I love pizza. But seriously, like, I I am pretty omnivorous. Anybody who doesn't say pizza is lying. Yeah, pretty much. Unless they are lactose intolerant, in which case you just have to feel sorry for them. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, mistakes pretty good That's all I gotta, all I gotta say there <clears throat> Alright, random fact about yourself mm, I have an American and an Australian passport Alright, hey, I was wondering So is that a, that's in some way um, associated with You mentioned earlier that you're homeschooled, right? Yeah, it doesn't really have anything to do with that oh, Okay. Um, we moved back to the States before I started going to school uh, but yeah. how long were you homeschooled? Uh, all the way through. Oh, all the way through high school. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. So okay. I, I skipped kindergarten and then did one through twelve um, homeschooled. Yeah. Right. I, I was homeschooled through like fourth grade. So when you said that, I was like, oh, another person people call weird on movies all the time for some reason. Yeah. 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 Like <laughs> I haven't seen that many movies. People always think it's weird. Yeah. No, it's a stereotype. They're like, ah, oh, the homeschooled person, like Mean Girls. They're like, ah, oh, she she doesn't know what's going on in culture. <laughs> <laughs> it was fairly accurate yeah 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 i felt i felt some of that in fifth grade when i got in <laughs> we've dropped more movie references on here than thunder basketball hey it's called it's it's our our title is a movie reference what are we gonna do hey absolutely <laughs> absolutely all right well hey david man we appreciate you coming on you know regardless but we appreciate you taking the time on your freaking birthday to come on this podcast just talk a little cba thunder basketball and napoleon dynamite quotes um i mean you've you've been great throughout and my mind's still blown from all the things and the big words and the numbers that i've heard tonight so appreciate you coming on brother yeah not a problem um thanks for letting me ramble on about the cap i'm always interested in talking about this stuff Man, absolutely. I hope and I hope that we've educated ourselves a little bit and I hope that we've educated our listeners so that we can all have uh, intelligent dialogue through Twitter and wherever else you can find us because uh, it's going to be an interesting off season. Yes, sir. One more time, David, go ahead and plug your stuff where uh, folks can find you and follow you and, uh, you know, pay attention to your stuff. Yeah. So the main place that you can find me is on Twitter at at bird rights, R-I-G-H-T-S-N-B-A. B I R D R I G H T S N B A. That's a CBA reference, guys. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, Jeff Siegel and the Pelicans blog both have riffed off as well. But yeah. Yes. So if you have any questions about the CBA, uh, trades and transactions, anything like that, hit me up on Twitter. I'm happy to answer any questions. It may take me a little while sometimes, but I will get back to you. Um, and yeah. Um, I may have some stuff up on Daily Thunder. I got to get back in contact with West and see if I can put up an off-season preview with a lot of this stuff that we talked about. Um, but yeah, look for my stuff there. Absolutely, man. And we appreciate you coming on once again. Um, guys, uh, don't get off the podcast yet. Uh, we do have 
some more stuff coming up after the break. Uh, some of the other unit members are actually going to be talking with Brandon Scoop B. Robinson uh, about his him calling Paul George uh, shoulder. Er, eh, wow, I can't talk, Stephen. <laughs> talking about Paul George. We're almost there. We're almost shoulder there. Shoulder injury uh, back in March, and um, you know, talking about that. So stay tuned. And thunder up. Thunder up. This is Jerry, and I am one. And I'm with the one, the only, the newsbreaker, the heartbreaker, shoulderbreaker, Brandon. <laughs> B. Uh, as many of you know, Brandon, how you doing today, sir? Man, I'm doing good. I am um, enjoying a day off as I'm, you know, I'm walking back to my apartment from Subway restaurant. I haven't eaten all day because I've uh, been on and off the phone, but uh, I'm glad that. <laughs> You fit me in your schedule, and I'm glad we can get this done. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, and again, thank you for coming on. We appreciate you. Um, like I said, even though if we're a little biased and, and we didn't like the news, right? So, cat's sort of out of the bag there. Um, you were right, and and I'm going to just have to admit real quick, I was skeptical um, just because the KT tape hadn't been broken out yet. There wasn't a lot of um, – just pointing towards that just yet. But as the season went on, man, I was like, damn, Scoop B was right. Like <laughs> he was 110% right, man. So, so sort of just walk me through what I, I mean. One thing I want to do real fast is apologize for any of my fans uh, that were in your mentions, bro. Um, we crazy <laughs> sometimes if you couldn't tell. Uh, yes. Um, no, but just sort of walk me through everything, man. I mean, I- I'm sure you're getting a lot of uh, callbacks and-, and people texting you and hitting you up saying, hey, what's up with this? So what's been going on in your life the last, what, 24, 48 hours since that news broke? Um, Life, still writing, <laughs> still getting stuff done. Um, I was actually, um, Wednesday was at a, uh, you know, in, in New York, it's, 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 um, gala season. So, you know, like the Met Gala was this week. Yeah. Uh, I was at, um, Blossom Ball, uh, which is a, uh, it is like, a, it is a, it was the 10th year of the Blossom Ball, which, which, uh, honors people who have dealt with endometriosis. And I was actually a guest of the founder of the foundation and they actually honored, uh, Molly Quirm as well as Jalen Rose. Well, ra- well, rather, they honored Molly Quirm. Jalen was, was there. So, okay. uh, you know, I know Jalen. We got a chance to kind of catch up face-to-face. Uh, and I, t- I text him. I said, at the ball, I was like, yo, turn to your left. And he turned around and he saw me. So, I mean, it's good to kind of uh, get out of the rhythm of just basketball all the time, even though basketball is my bread and butter. Yeah. Nothing really changed. Um, <laughs> that's just part for the course when you're doing your work, and I'm glad yeah. I got it right. Oh, you did, man. You did all the freaking way. Uh... <laughs> And, and, you know, begrudgingly, um, congratulations, man. And, and, and I say that just because you're, you're well aware of the world that we live in, right? There's just a lot of stuff tossed out there. Um, yes. There's a lot of BS narratives that are started. And, and it's sort of tough whenever, especially coming from a guy that watches every single Thunder game. And I'm like, nah, man, there's no way. There's just no way. And I remember scratching my head and then the KT tape, you know, the KT tape broke out and I was like, wow, just, you know, and it, and it took me a minute to sort of swallow my pride and be like, damn, you know, like I said, Scoopy had it just right on, right on the nail there. Um, 
I mean, you you obviously have some ins and outs, right? With with what you got going on, uh, especially when it comes to the Thunder, who I thought was an ironclad sort of organization when it came down to these injuries and stuff. Uh, you know, you know, we record for the Thunder fans out there. Is there any other crazy Thunder news we got to know about? Any injuries we got to know about? Hell uh, no, I'm else? done. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, so, so let me take a step back for a second. Um, yeah. For those who are who humbly, for those who are listening, uh, my name is Brandon Scoopy Robinson. I host a podcast called Scoopy Radio, yep. uh, which has garnered last year uh, 3.5 million streams on all platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitcher app. You can also visit ScoopBRadio.com. Just to introduce myself a little bit, because <clears throat> this season in particular, I've kind of been like a, a nuance to certain people who are paying attention, particularly on Twitter. I'm not just a newsbreaker. I write full-length stories. I write feature stories. I'm a senior writer at a site called Basketball Society Online. I'm also a contributor to Heavy.com. And my podcast, Scoop B Radio, has had anybody from the voice of Siri, Susan Bennett, uh, Mark Cuban, Jamal Crawford, Charles Barkley, Kenny DeJet Smith. I'm not really new. Um, I began my journey in, in journalism at 12 years old. I had a radio show with the then New Jersey Nets called Net Slamming Planet. I co-hosted <laughs> it with Albert King, um, like it. who, who uh, is the brother of Bernard King. And okay. um, so, I, you know, I started my career over 20 something years ago and kind of took breaks. You could consider me a child prodigy that just took breaks, you know. Um, <laughs> I did that radio show for two years and went to high school and, you know, going on to high school, college, grad school, etc. Yep. And over that course of time, you meet people, you see things, you go places. I was having this conversation with somebody who has become a follower of mine and I followed them back. They asked me what I thought of Frank Vogel as a potential head coach candidate for the Los Angeles Lakers, and I'll share this story. I said, you know, I like Frank Vogel. A couple, couple years ago, Frank Vogel actually gave me his tickets, his family and friend tickets, um, to a Sixers-Orlando Magic game in Philadelphia because somebody I know was tied within the Orlando Magic organization at the time didn't have any more tickets. So, you know, my relationships with people extend just the transactions and the business of basketball. Yeah. But people tell you things. Um, you hear things. And, you know, this season in particular, I've been blessed to break some stories. Um, I was yeah. on the cutting edge of, you know, Anthony Davis potentially joining the Lakers. I started talking about the Lakers making moves to acquire Davis by the trade deadline October 15th. Um, it became a trending topic probably right after uh, Halloween. Yeah. Um, and, there's, and there's other things like uh, the Pistons and Lakers trade that, that commenced by the trade deadline. I had it four hours before mainstream media had it. So, again, relationships. The person who shared that information with me was sitting next to a Pistons executive at Madison Square Garden that night. An executive was texting, was was doing the transaction of the trade <laughs> at the Garden, and a friend of mine looked over his shoulder and told me. Yeah. So I, I have friends in high places, and I'm still growing as a professional myself. And like I said, I'm just glad I got it right. Yeah. No. That's it. And. and that's a, a great way to, to sort of retouch, you know what I'm saying, on, on a lot of our Thunder fans that uh, 
maybe discredited you a little bit, right? Scooby's been around, y'all. Um, we got y'all got to put some respect on his name now, uh, especially out so. here in Thunder Nation. It's just it's it's the way it is, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, we were all you know surprised, and I remember we were just talking about it, and it was just it was just something that that was just hard to freaking believe. You know, we're a bunch of homers for the most part over here. So, for sure. Um, I, and I appreciate you taking it, you know what I'm saying, and not sort of banishing Thunder Nation from conversations nah. uh, in the future. Uh, nah. It's part, I thought some of the craziness. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I'll add this. And, I, and just, again, I wouldn't be doing my due diligence if I didn't kind of have conversations. I know some of the Thunder Beat writers um, yeah. and other people tied and, and, and have heard some things. And I will share with you, I have spoken to certain people off the record who basically tell me they knew. And just the way that the media structure within the Thunder organization is, you got to be so careful. See, I'm not in Oklahoma. To be honest with you, brother, I've never been to Oklahoma in my life. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm well, an East Coast guy. But, yeah. but, but this is what I'll say. For somebody who covers the team daily, you got to be careful. So for somebody like me, I can do that. They can't. Yeah. Makes sense. So to, so, so to me, one and one is two. Yeah. <laughs> Get that bag, man. That's exactly yeah. what that means. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, especially, you know, like you said, you don't have to walk on those eggshells that they have to daily. So, no. um, I mean, it, it's it, it's just been a whirlwind of a year. Well, what are some things that that are happening this summer? Anything crazy you got coming this summer? Anything? Anything, um, not Thunder related, nothing, you know, because we just love the NBA over here on Topic Thunder. Oh, I mean, for sure. I, I can share with you um, that I am doing some stuff with the Retired Players Association in June, um, hosting something. I actually hosting an award show that is, I'm, I'm seeing it uh, in Manhattan that's honoring uh, NBA Hall of Famer Oscar Robertson. Uh, okay. That next month. Um, and other than that, I mean, just a lot of NBA free agents and stuff. July is going to be very busy uh, with all the myriad of things that are going on, um, and that's it, man. Being a being a son, being being a brother, being an uncle, and just being me, man. To be honest with you, what I could take from this whole situation is, um, just because it's not the news you don't want to hear, that doesn't make it fake news. But I also think you have to be objective enough to know that that could be true. I think the word fake news is too subjective. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I totally agree there. And and that's where I think a lot of people were coming at you with it, right? And and mm-hmm. that's why I said the society that we live in today, there's so many different quote-unquote sources out there. But right. a, a, as you mentioned, you know, and sort of, you know, put your background out there that that you've been around. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just like the Tupac song, you know, you've been around. <laughs> so, uh it, it's just it's just how it is, man. And and I, we can't appreciate you over here enough. Uh, this is this is a hell of a day for me, Thunder Nation. Uh, found out I'm having a baby girl. Me and my wife go to Russell's wife's. She has a little baby boutique here. We win this diaper bag raffle, which is just nuts. Uh, and then I'm finishing my day off with Scoop B over here uh, <laughs> talking about. You know, breaking news and everything else. This has been a hell of a day. That's for sure. Congratulations uh, to you, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, it is it is definitely a blessing, and I am more than excited to have this opportunity to raise another human in this world. So, uh, 
Yeah, this is it's, it's a beautiful thing, and so is basketball. Uh, Scoop, before we jump up off here, man, you got anything else to plug? Anything else no. you want to talk about? Make sure y'all subscribe to Scoopy Radio, um, yeah. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitcher app, ScoopyRadio.com. Um, check out my work at Basketball Society Online, Heavy.com. Um, and just pay attention to everything that's going on. A lot of good stuff uh, unveiling in the summer and fall. Excited to share that with you. And that's it, man. Glad to have the opportunity to be on the podcast with you. And I hope Oklahoma doesn't hate me. <laughs> hey, you you redeemed yourself in my eyes, sir. Um, even though I had no reason to doubt you to begin with, but it is what it is. And uh, if you ever get out here, give me a shout, man. I got you. We'll we'll get you plugged up with the finest things in Oklahoma City. Yeah, we gotta get some barbecue, right? Isn't that isn't that what you guys are known for? And we we got some all right barbecue, man. Uh, this place is definitely a, a culinary uh, melting pot. It, it's kind of sure. crazy, man. It's because you have a lot of different influences here, and um, it's just not what you think. You know, it's not country fried steak, mashed potatoes, green beans, sure. everything like that. But uh, I bet we have some good stuff around here, though. I know that. I believe it. <laughs> I got family from down south, so I mean, so, uh, I don't have a problem with trying anything different. That's not what I know. Yeah. You know, and and you know, I travel abroad as well, so I always yeah. like to meet new people and try new things. Hey, get out here! I got you. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> all right man well hey you take care of yourself enjoy your day with your mother tomorrow and yes, all sir, mothers out there uh yes, and and other than that you take care of yourself all right my brother congratulations once again appreciate you brandon take care now my man yes sir right, bye-bye, bye-bye. Oh, no. all right guys so uh that was Brandon Robinson. Y'all heard David Robinson first, or David Brandon first. Um, a lot of Brandons getting tossed around here. Uh, so, want to thank Steve and Dylan for their first part of this. Want to thank our guest again, uh, Brandon Robinson and David Brandon. Uh, you can find me at Gerald Amir. You can find us at OKC Topic Thunder. Uh, you can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast at, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, any other crazy places. Uh, the Blue Garden slash Jerry's NBA Draft Night Party is official like a referee's whistle. Be there, be square, do your hair, wear a hat, I don't care, just be there. Uh, ready to see everybody. Until next week, thunder up. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.